The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. So glad that you have joined me. 51% of young Americans want Israel to end. 51%. Yeah. Evil seems to be on the rise in America when you have 51%. I know some of you are not used to me being bedridden. So let me... Quickly just point out, it is because of my cancer, I'm basically bedridden, but I'm still doing shows to try to bless you and to bless others, and who knows if it will bless people way deep into the future. And so that's why I continue to do it, even though my situation has me where I am. Uh, So that's the whole, I'm bedridden, but put that behind you. And if you're listening on audio, you won't even really notice. But this this is an amazing poll that 51% of Americans, young Americans, got to stress that it's young Americans, want to end Israel, and they're okay for Hamas to take over. I like to remind our younger generations, those who bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. Now, if you don't believe the Bible and you don't believe what that is saying, then it means nothing to you. But for a lot of Christians, I'm sure that means a lot. And so this is very scary for us when we look at this poll. Well, let me show you it. Uh, This is from Real America's Voice, Grant Stinchfield, Stinchfield Tonight Show. Take a listen. Young Americans, age 18 to 24, think Israel should be ended and given to Hamas and the Palestinians. That Israel should be ended? 51%? I'm telling you people, never before in the history of America has the disconnect between reality and nonsense been as great as it is right now amongst young people. With me now to discuss this, Campus Reform Higher Education Fellow Nicholas Giordano is with us. Nicholas, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Grant. All right, Nicholas, 18 to 24 years old. Majority thinks that Israel should be ended and and Hamas should be given Israel. What is this? Well, this poll is frightening, but at the same time, it's fascinating. So when we look at it, it's the result of a failed education system, a system that's no longer based on knowledge and learning, instilling the the idea to think critically. Because when you look at the poll, you see mutual contradictions. So while 51% say that Israel should be ended and given to Hamas and the Palestinians, 69% say that Israel has a right to exist. That doesn't make any sense. You dig a little deeper and you'll find that 73% say the Hamas attacks were a terrorist attack and 66% say it was genocidal in nature, yet 60% say it's justified because of Israel being an oppressive colonizing country. So you, you see hold that. On, hold on. That It doesn't make sense until you realize that the younger generations are not being taught good and evil. 
that you they look at things if i was raised as a palestinian then i would think israel is evil and that israel is committing genocide against me a palestinian or against hamas a terrorist group and i have the right to defend myself israel has the right to defend itself <clears throat> but they're acting like it's all relative that good and evil doesn't exist, that there's right and wrong. They're, they're believing that everyone is basically the same. Maybe I put it this way. When you start to believe that everyone is basically good and you're born basically good and it's just your circumstances that make you who you are, that's not what the Bible says. That's what society says. You're all the same. You're all basically a good person. And it just depends on where you grew up is what makes you who you are. That is not the truth. The truth is, is you're all sinners. You're all evil inside and are capable of doing evil. And you need God and his wisdom and his Ten Commandments to keep you in line and to learn and and to love God is what will keep you on the path of good instead of the path of evil. And so when someone grows up not on the path of the true God, like Islamic Hamas, and it's funny, Hamas means uh, violence in Hebrew, which I, I find that amazing because Hamas is in the Bible. And when you see the word Hamas, in the Hebrew, I believe, it stands for violence. Well, isn't that true? Anyways, when you're not raised with God and you're raised with a false God, you're not the same as me and you. You are believing in evil things. And the more you believe in that evil thing, the more evil you're capable of doing. And you can get more and more wicked and more to the point where you're so wicked have you not seen like terrorists where they, they're like soulless? When you hear the stories of them beheading the babies and slaughtering people and excited about it, could you do that? You think you're the same young person in America? If you think as a young person in America, you're the same as them. So you could go and murder Innocent little babies chop their heads off with a smile on your face? No, that takes years of evil being indoctrinated into you. So when you know that there really is a good and evil and that you need to sign on what God says is good according to his word and compare what other people are doing, no matter what the religion is, what this person is doing, does it fit with what is good according to God, or does it fit what is evil? And when you are at war, sometimes there are two wicked nations battling each other. Let's say uh, the Ukraine. The Ukraine and Russia are two bad nations battling each other. They really are. It's one of the reasons why I don't even want to be involved. Israel, on the other hand, actually is our ally, is a good nation, 
and therefore I'm okay with defending Israel. The difference is, is Israel's a good nation standing for what is good and right and just. And they're battling Hamas and Islam who will murder you. So they are evil and therefore it is not equal. So these young people are really believing it just matters where you grow up. No, it doesn't. It matters how you were raised. Not where you grew up. It matters where your values are. It matters whether you believe in the true God or not. Let me give you more from Stinchfield. I'm all over the place, and they don't know anything. It's an education system that has produced ignorance throughout our society where they operate strictly by emotion and virtue signaling rather than trying to actually understand the complexity of the issues that the world faces and the United States faces. Unfortunately, a failed education system leads to a failed country. And so we're seeing this play out in real time where campus reform has reported students being accosted and assaulted on Harvard University campus, on uh, Washington University. We have menorah celebrations being interrupted. It, it really is disgraceful. And we've reported dozens of incidents on college campuses where students are being harassed and attacked and marginalized. And even professors, a professor was actually suspended for coming out and saying Hamas is a bunch of murderers and they should be killed, was suspended for that. But if you call for a genocide against Jews, well, that's OK. The colleges deem that acceptable. It doesn't violate their code of conduct. You, you know, um you hear this, these calls that Israel is engaging in genocide and uh, the eradication of Arabs and all these things. And I looked at the facts on this and I, I went back to history from 1948. Do you know Jews have been kicked out of just about every Arab country they ever tried to habitate in? Everyone they've been kicked out. You look at Libya and Syria. At one point, there were like 78,000 Jews in those countries. Zero now. Same thing for Lebanon, Iraq, there's like seven Jews in Iraq, I think is the number, when there were 55,000 at one point at the highest level. Jews are kicked out of Arab countries. You go to Israel, and guess what? Israel started with 155,000 Arabs in 1948. They now have 2.1 million. They basically welcomed Arabs into that country with open arms, and yet the world wants to say that Israel engaged in genocide? If anything... The, the Jewish people are disappearing from Arab nations, not the other way around. Yeah, and it's not just Jewish people. The Christian populations have dramatically decreased throughout the Middle East. And so what we're witnessing is a narrative, a false narrative. But this is the prevailing narrative that, that unfortunately, college professors are putting out there. You have administrators that, that won't state uh, – tell these college professors to knock it off, because the truth is that Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. It's the only one that actually respects human rights. It, it, it's a country that has actually been prosperous, being open and tolerant. And if you want to look at intolerance, then then go to Palestine. You look at the Gaza Strip, where you're not allowed to be gay publicly or else you'll get executed. And the, the numerous Sharia laws that exist within Palestine are brutal and repressive. Christians cannot exist in the Gaza Strip. You can't have Israel, uh, Jewish people existing in the Gaza Strip because Hamas won't allow it. This is one of the most brutal terror organizations. All right, I'm going to stop it there. One of the most brutal terror, terror organizations is what he's saying, and it is. What I want you to realize is, is that the younger generation, 51%, that are basically saying that they're all right if Israel is ended, 
The problem in America is, is they don't have the godly values that should have been raised in them. And they do not know right from wrong. Uh, how do you blame a younger society when the parents have not even taught them that sex before marriage is wrong? Something as simple as that. We're trying to keep our Christian values, but we don't even teach younger generations that them having sex before marriage is a sin. It's not, oh, everybody does it, it's okay. We can't even get that right. How are we going to get complex issues right? So we're in deep trouble with our younger generations, and those who bless Israel will be blessed. And the younger generations in America are not blessing Israel, which is scary to me because that means God isn't going to bless America. Now, I don't think God's blessing America, do you? Does it feel like God's blessing America right now? Does it feel like ever since Donald Trump was removed from office, God has blessed America? Even when we got uh, the Supreme Court ruling, Roe versus Wade, something I waited for my whole life as a Christian. When it happened, I went on the air. I told you guys, it doesn't, something doesn't sit right with me. Now is the time that we get Roe versus Wade overturned after I know they just stole the election from Donald Trump. I know they basically overthrown our country. And then all of a sudden we finally get the Supreme Court ruling in our favor against Roe versus Wade. And then it hit me. Oh, because it's not going to overturn, as they rightfully said, it's not going to overturn abortion. It's just not going to make it legal in every single state. It, it just basically makes every state be allowed to make their own laws. And what God was doing is just making the American people, really Christians like me, I think is what it's for, is for us to see, oh, the American people, they want abortion. When the American people tried to act like, oh, I'm not really for abortion, but it is what it is, and there was this Roe versus Wade, and so I don't want to tell a woman what to do, that, that kind of stuff. God has removed it all, made our legislatures and the American people vote on the ballot saying, we want to kill babies so that God can judge us, so that we don't even have an excuse. We can't, at least they had an excuse. Well, I don't agree with it, but the court systems did it. And I didn't really have a say because the, the courts, they just forced it on us, abortion. Well, guess what? The courts aren't forcing abortion on you at all. And yet, every, even the conservative states, in every state that I see, abortion is passing. The people want abortion which means God's judgment really is coming. Uh, let me give you something else. i got to find it here that I pulled up. Uh, Carl Higby. Oh, I wanted you to see this because he was so fantastic. Um, the Republicans need to start fighting back as they, well, as much as they can. He's saying remove Biden from the ballot since they're trying to remove Trump from the ballot. Although we would have to do it legally, and what we actually could have the legal reasons. He's an illegitimate president who stole the election. But 
the point is, is he gives a great, it's a long speech. I don't know how much I'm going to give you, but we'll just take a listen. They removed Trump from the ballot in Colorado. I told you this would happen. I told you that some court would find Trump not eligible to be on some ballot, and they would do it with almost no time left to appeal the decision before the ballots were actually physically printed, and I said it a month ago. But they're eventually going to find a judge that will agree with their bizarre legal theory. That judge will issue a ruling. The secretary of state will immediately take it and print the ballots as fast as they can without Trump's name. And even if Trump wins that on appeal, the state's going to throw up their hands and say, no, oops, the ballots are already printed. We don't have the time or resources to reprint them. Sorry, that'll get tied up in court. And come election day, Trump might not have a line on the ballot in whatever state that happens in. That's my prediction. Sure, they ordered it stayed until it's appealed, but I'm not going to make another, you know, I, well, actually, I am going to make another prediction here. Unless the Supreme Court weighs in before that January 5th deadline to print the ballots in Colorado, the Secretary of State, the Democrat Jenna Griswold, who controls this process, I'm willing to bet that she's going to go ahead and print the ballots anyway without Trump's name on it. I mean, she basically said this already. It says right there that Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold said she'd rely on the decision of the highest court to rule on the matter when certifying ballots for the 2024 election in Colorado. This is the new political battlefield. It's lawfare. It's no longer an issue about policy or who or what is better for the country, even about the will of the people. This is about the Democrats keeping and getting more power. And that is so true. And it's a great point that they're going to use. Well, we already had the Supreme Court ruling, and so I already printed up the ballots. I didn't even think about that. That they're going to say the ballots have already been printed up, and that that's going to get taken out another legal forever court situation to try to get a proper ballot with Trump's name on it. Even if there's an overruling, which there, there would have to be if we have any honest judges, but... Uh, we don't have honest judges. He actually, I don't know if I'll get to it, but shows who these judges are. And it matters because, of course, they're all lefties. What, what this persecution of Donald Trump should tell you is it's not just the Democrat Party, the politician. It is every person who votes for the Democrat Party. If you're still voting for the Democrat Party in this day and age, after everything that's been revealed, and you haven't realized that you shouldn't be voting for the Democrat Party, if you identify as a Democrat, you have to be pretty evil. And therefore, all these people identify as Democrats, they're going to act like the wicked communist regime that they love. They love communism. They'll say socialism, but it's basically the same thing. They love tyranny. They're going to act that way because that's who they are. And that means if you get on trial in New York and a, a lawyer starts telling the jury that you're this big, giant Trump supporter, I don't care what the case is. You will not get a fair trial. And like I said, they're going to figure this out. I think they already have. But I mean... It could be a dispute over a car loan, something stupid that has nothing to do with politics. And a lawyer, if they're smart, if it, well, it should be a jury trial. So probably wouldn't be a car loan, but you know what I'm saying? 
if there's a jury trial and it has nothing to do with politics, but they want to railroad you, just keep throwing in there, this person's been known to be a giant Donald Trump supporter, and that jury will automatically be tainted against you. Automatically. And that's why I say New York, Washington, D.C., and other super liberal areas, you're not free if you live there. If they ever bring you to court, you will get January 6th. They will put you in as a political prisoner. Wake up to this now, and if you have the ability and means to move, move now if you can. Here's a little more. The Democrats are totally outmaneuvering Republicans on this. They are breaking every norm to do it because they know the guy they have at the top of the ticket is the most useless human to ever hold the White House. Republicans better wise up or we're going to get run over on this high road that we always talk about. Now, the theory they have is and they've used the 14th Amendment to twist things around. It, it's a legally insane opinion in my mind, but I'm not a lawyer. So the Democrats in Colorado have essentially just said, yep, Trump is guilty of a civil charge, guilty of 18 U.S. Code 2383. It's rebellion or insurrection. OK, so under the 14th Amendment, Section 3, they say he can't be on a ballot. He can't run for anything ever again. But the problem is. He was never actually convicted of this. The first standard of proof, though, in a civil trial, which they're using for this, is much lower because obviously there's far less potential than punishment. But in this case, there was no adequate trial. Trump didn't get to call witnesses. He didn't get documents in discovery or any of that related to this. He was just deemed guilty because some judge said so, even though Trump was acquitted of the exact same thing by the U.S. Senate. It's also important to note that out of the nearly... Actually, I think it's over a thousand people charged, prosecuted or imprisoned for January 6th. Not one person was charged with insurrection, definitely not convicted either. So how do you find beyond a 51 percent burden of proof that the guy who said this? I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. How do you find with any degree of certainty, forget 51 percent, that Trump is responsible for what happened at the Capitol? Also, the judge who ruled on this, who is a liberal hack herself, she said in her opinion that Trump was to remain on the ballot because Section 3 of the 14th Amendment did not apply to the president. The other thing I find absolutely bananas here is that this proves this has nothing to do with the actual charge they are alleging. See, in a criminal trial, the government is seeking generally imprisonment or some super hefty fine, something like that. But in a civil trial, the opposing side is generally seeking money, damages, some sort of restraining order. But in this case, they're not seeking any of that for anything. What a great point. That is a great point. They're not seeking anything other than just getting him removed off the ballot, proving all it is is a political witch hunt to go after your political enemy. That 100% proves it. Oh, folks, the day and age in which we live. I started out with this show showing you that the young people in this country, they don't even understand the difference, basically, between right and wrong. And there is an anti-Israel anti-Semitic movement that is going to happen, not just in America, but continue to happen throughout the world because the Bible says so. And the whole world will come against Israel. What about you, though? Are you secure in your faith? If you're facing death, if you're bedridden like me, 
due to cancer? Do you have Jesus Christ in your life? He's the only way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. I love you guys. See ya! Hey guys, don't forget to subscribe to my dad's channel. It's free and you stay informed. Now that's a win-win. See ya! Hey guys, Conversations That Matter is a show hosted by Alex Newman at thenewamerican.com. This is where he has conversations with a whole bunch of people in interview form. And these conversations are dealing with people that the mainstream media really doesn't want you to hear from. But Alex Newman will interview them and you'll get to hear from them. And these are things that could actually save your life or save our liberty as well. So check out Conversations That Matter at thenewamerican.com.